Hey, what's up? Uh, this is the official first episode of the Butcher Bordello of Blood podcast. Uh, I am Zach Butcher, and I have my uh, permanent co-host and life partner, Blade Brown, with me here. Hello. How's it going today? I'm doing great, buddy. And today we have our uh, our first official guest, the uh, the man himself, Max Adams, from No Longer City Cop, Glass Bones, the talent, if you will. Hey, Max, what's up? Hey, what's up, y'all? So, uh, what you been doing, Max? Oh, well, I've just been uh, recording an album for Glass Bones lately. We, Hell uh, yeah. We're in the mixing phases right now, but it's going to be like our longest album ever, I think. So, it'll beat 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, not by long. 21 but. minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of songs, at least. That's cool, though. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's really been my most most of my musical anything because every other project kind of died with the pandemic, sorta. Yeah, yeah. Um, how's is information still a band? Just you know, taking a break. Well, I mean, we never like broke up or anything, to, but I uh, I had a nerve issue in my arm that was really persistent for like the last two years. Oh. And it started affecting me a lot when I was playing the drums, and I could like, it felt like my arm was blown up like a balloon. So, holy shit, dude! I I'm sorry. I couldn't. Yeah, you, after por- that porch rocker set that we played like two summers ago, like I, I, I just was like, wow, this is really bad. Like, and I started thinking like I can't really play drums anymore. Yeah. But uh, I've gone through a lot of doctor's visits and stuff and found out i have a radial nerve issue so we've just been like working on it and uh i feel better now and i've been playing drums i'd love to play an information again it's just kind of up to the other guys okay all right this podcast is when uh information gets back together it'll be a great day yeah first we get to leak the news of the new glass bones and then now information's back together well i mean (laughs) cody's been leaking that information every day on the glass bones instagram but yeah (laughs) No, he was a piece of shit and posted some goddamn bullshit like two days ago, and I fell <laughs> for it. Meme. I fucking uh, fell for it. Oh, man. The frog picture got me good like three days ago. <laughs> yeah, I Cody love Cody. Approve those. <laughs> I love approved, Cody. He's like, what is this? Is this a good? I laughed. So. <laughs> do it up. <laughs> good. All right. So um, we'll, we'll kind of go through the motions. Max, uh... What is your relationship with horror? What is your relationship with the art you make? And then what are your two, like, what's your earliest memory of each? Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Also, bring yourself a little closer and up. If oh, you could sorry, turn up y'all. that. Uh... I'll, I'll turn up my sensitivity a little bit. Yep. We're a, we're a no mixing, no editing podcast. So. No, no. Hey, let's do it. I have to do that. <laughs> um, but can you ask the questions again? Sure. So, what's your earliest memory with horror and your earliest memory with, like, the music, I guess? We'll start with those. Okay. Horror, it was watching The Terminator with (gasps) my, one of my childhood best friends. It was these two twin girls and uh, the Lawrences, and I was over there with their brother who had just been in a car accident, and he, like, lost his leg. And he had like a fake leg, mm-hmm. like a metal leg. And he put on the Terminator when it was just me and him. And I was like a little kid. And he was like, look, it's like 
like me. <laughs> I'm the Terminator. <laughs> He's got his metal leg, and I was like freaked out. Honestly. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, you're one of these things. Like freaked me out. <laughs> but I remember like I being so afraid of the Terminator, but also just like loving it so much. Like I went home and I just wanted to watch the Terminator. <laughs> Me and my parents went to like Disney World when I was like five, and I saw like a Terminator thing and like the rock. Yeah. The, what is it like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, it's cafe like uh, yeah, the Hard Rock and Roll Cafe, cafe. Hard Rock Cafe. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I just I don't know I was just all about the Terminator when I was a little kid. I'm all about the Terminator as an adult kid. Love Terminator. Terminator Two is the one though. Dude, so one and two obviously fantastic. Three was not that great. Uh, I didn't see four and then five was real good. I'm afraid to see six. My dad swears it's good, but I'm afraid to watch it. What's six? There's a six uh, one. Yeah. It's got Linda, Linda Blair came back or Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Linda Hamilton. And then, um, the girl, she was in like Holt and catch fire. That's literally the only thing I know her from. Uh, she's in it. She's like the new Terminator and Arnold came back. I think James Cameron produced it. He didn't write or direct it. I think he only produced it. But it was like two years ago. Oh wow, I'm way out of the loop. Yeah, yeah. the last it's one fine. I saw was the <laughs> one with uh, it was it Evolution or something like that. It was like it was set in the future. Oh, the one with Christian Bale. Yeah, the one with Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, that's four. I I've never seen it. I don't know if it's good I or bad. Liked it. <laughs> I actually it, liked it. It's like the actual. It is the War of the Machines, right? Yeah. It's Sick. like you can't encapsulate the whole idea that they put right. in your head for yeah. three movies and like one movie, but it, they they did a decent enough job at it. That's pretty cool, though. I'm glad that someone has seen it and said it was worth watching. <laughs> I just, you know, I like I told you, my first horror movie was The Terminator, so yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. I didn't know there was a new one, but you got yeah, you got two more to watch. Know. Matt Smith is in number five. The dude, uh, he was one of the doctors in Doctor Who. And then this newest one, yeah. Okay, I had no idea Matt Smith was in a fucking Terminator movie until right now. Yeah, he plays like, uh, he plays Skynet. Like, he is Skynet. <laughs> Jesus. What, like the AI voice or something? No, 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 they like put him in a body. Oh, God. Oh, He's nice. like, <laughs> dude. A yeah. little more sensitivity. <laughs> A little more sensitivity, gotcha. There we go. So, myself, I was trying to buy the, like, pro subscription to split us into multi-tracks while you were talking, and my card denied it because they're from the United Kingdom, and, like, I'm just like, fuck this. I don't even want to try. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to. Just keep telling me <laughs> that I'm screwing up. No, so, you're fine. <laughs> Max, what's your, uh, what's your earliest memory with, like, the art that you create, you know? So, like, what's the earliest thing you remember guitar-wise or drum-wise or... Even like the the beat stuff that you're doing, as well, I completely like diminish everything you do as art into three senses. Oh, I wouldn't even call myself an artist. Okay, for, I'm gonna get mad, Max. You're an artist. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people are like, I'm an artist, but I, I'm just like I play guitar, you know. Like I make yeah. the songs and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm keeping it uh, inside, but like major fan of your art, and we're homies, so it's it. not weird. But like you're an artist, <laughs> so it's not <laughs> weird. You. But if it was like, with you mean like, I, I guess it's a very general question. I'll just think of how to answer it. I think it was when I was, my parents told me when I was like f- five years old, I wanted to play guitar and they, they, they get pissed now. Cause they're like, 
yeah, you, you told us you wanted to play guitar, but we're like, oh, he's just like a kid, whatever, you know. <laughs> like he's just saying it. And now I'm like super into guitar, obviously. Right, right. They're like, damn, if we would have had you in when you were five, like imagine what would have happened. See, <laughs> see, man. Probably would have just got radial tunnel syndrome at twenty instead of yeah. twenty eight or twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing it didn't happen. Thanks, mom and dad. But yeah, I definitely really started caring only when I, I like hurt myself really bad and uh, I couldn't walk. So I just, instead of playing my electric, cause I had like a first act, I had this mm-hmm. like shitty XL acoustic and I just would play that in my room with my foot laid up and I just got like, like really got to liking it. Found some like balls, ball end classical strings at guitar center. And just like on a whim, put them on my guitar, and then I kind of just went with that for years. And so classical. is that is that like why you play the way you do? Because <laughs> it, it sounds like flamenco guitar, but not. I guess I don't. I don't know. I think I really like the the style of like a lot of Latin jazz stuff. Yeah. And I mean, when I was young, I loved the Mars Volta. Like they were. One of the, my favorite bands of all time. Like I've heard uh, zero seconds of a Mars Volta song. You should. Are you serious? Never, never once. It's what? not for you, Zach Butcher. I promise. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh, man, they're so good. <laughs> Max is gonna text me later and be like, "Here's this thing that isn't the Mars Volta." Did it's you just gonna uh... like pierce me? <laughs> Max, did you buy that ridiculous like six hundred dollar vinyl box that they just did? No, I don't really collect vinyl, honestly. It's been years. My whole collection melted in my car, and I just, like, never looked back. I just was so upset. <gasps> Max. You have hurt me. Yeah, Sell me the test presses for your band. Huh? Sell me the test presses for your band, because Flannel Girl won't sell them for a decent price to me. Well, I think the only ones I got left are, like, my own copies I got to hold on to. That's fine. Well, one day I'm when sorry. you hate them. I'm nostalgic. <laughs> That's okay. We I got I got good copies of everything, but except actually, Gang Wars and Cactus, missing those. You don't you you know that you don't want Cactus. Oh, now that I'm older and more far removed from it, I do actually want it again. You told me okay, yeah, you told me to bury it. Yeah, I did, but <laughs> also I want it. And now. I believe I I'm with you. <laughs> now that all right, so since that whole trip, I become some like weird archivist who like catalogs things meticulously like i can't talk about it on a live podcast for legal reasons but i have hard drives full of things that i've cataloged and now i need to catalog the cactus ep even if i keep it locked down under key i need to have it somewhere and i know it's safe for preservation i don't have any physical copies except one okay rip it and rip it for me and we'll put it away in the vault forever and never talk about it i will I, I mean, I, I will. I just have to. I don't know where it is currently, actually. I would have to go find it. If you left it in Sarah's PT Cruiser, I have terrible news about that PT Cruiser. Oh, I don't think I did. <laughs> okay. Because it's, it's somewhere. It's dead. We're really bad. We're, we're really bad at just being normal, a normal band. Like, I feel like a normal band would be like every physical thing we've ever had. We got a copy of every. Like, we can't even find our first two albums digitally or otherwise. I have yeah. your first two albums, guys. <laughs> that you Do know you of. need them. All right. I have the first two you've released to the public. 
I got them if you need them. Yeah. yeah, when we were younger, though, we it was only MySpace, and that's gone. Yeah, that whole deletion <laughs> incident was part of the spark that made me start archiving things. Yeah, I think it woke a lot of people up. Like, hey, the uh, internet ain't forever. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, I lost, Me and Cody lost, like, two bands we were in when we were, like, 14 that we never had any recordings of. So they're just gone forever. What was uh, the other band you were in around that time that you showed me when I was down in Ohio? Oh, I knew this was going to come up at some point. What band? <laughs> uh, oh, you know The what? band with it's Kyle Galloway. Mother, Mother Grizzly? Grizzly? Yeah, it's Mother Grizzly. <laughs> Yeah, that was our hardcore band when we were in, like, late high school, early college. Did it go anywhere besides digital recordings? We had, like, no, we didn't have FS record release. We released seasons around the same time. Oh, and then that just took off. Yeah, I mean, that was, we didn't get a physical release for seasons for, like, six months. Like, we kind of just put it out. Now you guys have, like what is it a uk tape pressing two u.s tape pressings vinyl fuck everything yeah i mean it it was kind of a a shit show though at first like we when we released it we didn't we had no idea that that people were gonna like that album at all but we just released it and then sent like i remember we had our friend this is back when you would send like a press kit in the mail (laughs) hell yeah i feel old (laughs) what was in the press kit let's go it was just like we just kind of made up made it us i don't know we sent like some of our stuff i think we sent like pictures and then we had our friend it, there were all these manila envelope envelopes and we had our friend uh bobby draw like a picture on all of them like just a unique piece of art on whatever we sent out do you remember who you sent them to i remember well i don't remember everybody probably like anybody i cared about at the time any label but um Melatov records from California hit us back and she was just like yeah I just like you know you get a press kit when you, it's got like it was like a like a banana or something drawn on it <laughs> I don't remember what it was <laughs> but that's why she like got back to us and then uh, her and Bob from Mayfly records they were gonna put it out but like as a co-release mm-hmm. so we kind of held off on we didn't we already released it digitally but we kind of like or we were going to release it digitally and then they kind of fell through on us so we just released it with no label I mean, it's not hey, their fault whatever. they just had a lot going on like, <clears throat> but the finances weren't adding up and they were going to do a co-release it just got a little confusing and then oh, yeah. girl picked us up especially because now you have a weird curse of every label you've been on it's like inactive <laughs> yeah it's honestly it's trust me i think we've felt i mean not, i wouldn't say flannel girl mm. just like fell off necessarily but i saw that they uh you know they're just kind of doing a lot with their lives like they were both in school just working like doing a lot of they were just caught up with life you know what i'm saying well yeah. nick nick muffet's label still exists doesn't it yeah yeah okay all right, but are they putting like, out not, anything? Well, I mean, if Broken World completely is not a label anymore, I didn't even know you were on Broken World. Okay, that's we deep about, lore. It was about to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's oh, super oh, deep oh. lore. I was this when you guys were supposed to send something to Cam from Sorority Noise, and then Reed accidentally sent them like a an empty folder 
and then nothing ever happened? Or was this before that? No, well, I think Cam was... This is... I'm trying to think of when. Before Broken World, maybe. Or maybe it was after. I don't know. Cam was talking about starting a label. All right. He did. It was called Flower Girl Records. Yeah, but I don't. We we didn't really talk much about it past that, and then Broken World. We yeah, we were just supposed to release it on Broken World. We just toured with like Take One Car. They were on Broken World. Um, we just I don't know. There's a lot of good bands on Broken World. Honestly, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do that. Yeah, dude, posturing the Grizzly uh, rules. God, later first house. I still. Oh, I remember. I that's what that's a. That was uh that was the first show I went to at your guys' house. We uh we went some some friends. It was it was Nico, Joe, JJ, myself, JJ's girlfriend at the time, and the girl I was dating at the time. And I wanted to see Posture and the Grizzly, and Joe was like, "Oh, dude, City Cop's gonna play. They're really good." And I was like, "Okay, all right." And then, like, City Cop didn't play. Eddie did a solo set instead. Like, I think Cody had to work or something. And then we saw that band Pillow Talk and maybe one other band. I don't remember everything else. But I remember talking to Eddie about it, like, last year. And he's like, yeah, it was really cool until I woke up the next morning and one of the dudes from Posture and the Grizzly had unplugged my coffee pot. So I didn't have any coffee. But, you know, it's fine now. And I was like, oh, okay. You don't mess with Eddie's coffee. Oh, I, I've learned. I have learned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just a minor thing. Right. No, yeah. It's, it's. I just thought it was funny that like that was Eddie's memory of the show was, oh yeah, someone unplugged my coffee pot. I've definitely had bands do a lot worse than that. Like, let my cat out <laughs> a thousand times. Uh, little dirt bike? Eddie's favorite thing. Oh, yeah. I would Man. go around the room to. It was like you know we had like hundreds of bands. Yeah. So like every time they it was always like there there was no dirt bike allowed outside. All the bands wanted to see dirt bike. I don't blame them. Dirt bike's very cute. <laughs> and I would go to each each and every bandmate every time and be like, "You're gonna close the door. You're gonna close the door." And they had to say yes. And I would like look the other one in the eyes. Same thing. <laughs> around the room, like, "All right, you guys, we're all on the same page." And every time dirt bike would get out, so I just stopped that. Like, nope, no more dirt bike. <laughs> you guys, start, everyone lost their privileges to see the cat. You can go on his Instagram; he's right there. It's true. So yeah, uh, his little portrait up. Good. Sorry. Um. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a, It's yeah. I kind of I kind of figured that this one was gonna be a lot less horror talk and a lot more talk to Max about all things max and so. yeah oh. homies talking for the first time in a long time yeah, <laughs> yeah i haven't especially i haven't heard blade's voice in like years max Blade, i haven't like... seen you since 2017 when you guys played that show i booked up at mackin house i oh, believe wow yeah that's a long time god yeah man <laughs> and uh unfortunate news i'm still gonna be booking shows in michigan when we can do that because i want to do like three or four more before i give up so if you're ever coming back i want to do it uh you got the old i don't want to book shows anymore but i'm booking shows i've had it since the day i booked my first show (laughs) (laughs) happens to everybody (laughs) the first time somebody was mean to me at a show i booked i was like i'm not doing this anymore hell yeah 
I was like, <laughs> this stressed me out more than anybody could comprehend, and somebody's going to be mean to me today. I'm going to kill you, and nobody's getting a show. Yeah. I think yeah, what I really mean... freaked... Oh, sorry. Go. No, 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 please, Max. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, what really freaked me out is when, is when 4chan was mean to us. Oh, what? <laughs> Go on. You can't just drop that and not say anything. Um... Well, we, we were a target of 4chan for a while. A lot of DIY venues were in the country. It was like 20... I'm going to butcher I this, think it was 2018. 2018? I think so. Is I that think when so. we locked down the DIY group, yeah. right? Because I remember it was like a whole ordeal. Like, I, I was just like... I was reading everything secondary. Like, I was several hours behind. And it was just like all this ridiculous stuff, dude. What was happening, guys? I missed this whole thing. It was very secret at the time because we weren't trying to like scare anybody or anything. But um, there was this fire in Oakland at a DIY venue, and I forget the name of the venue. I think it, oh, I can't remember. I was talking to someone from Sweet Sea Space Cowboy, and they pointed out what it was. I don't remember what it Is was. Is this the one that Joe Hardcore was like? Yeah, I'm glad it happened. Maybe. That it sounds like right. A, <laughs> that I sounds mean, right. Yeah. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember the name, but it was like national news and it was all over the news. It was like DIY venue, like 30 dead. And I just knew that it was going to be bad for us seeing that on the news. I'm like, oh, we're going to like come under fire somehow. But I thought it was going to be from like the city or something. And it had nothing to do with anything that we do. It was like a rave with pyro or something. Like when I looked into it. But all of a sudden, like, people on 4chan started, like, saying, like, this is the perfect way to get the commies or whatever. They thought we were, like, a commie hideout. And they yeah. started ca- cataloging every DIY venue in the whole country. And they were, like, attacking all of us pretty much. And it was, like, everyone was, like, we got hit up from um, a venue up in, like, Oregon. And they were, like, you're on this list. Like, you got to check it out. And they're, like, we just got hit. And um, they're like trying to there's they were like calling the cops on these places saying there's all this criminal activity going on and like they were going in and trying to get with fire codes and it was like wild. So um, we got really freaked out because we we could see them talking about our house on the forums and like and we were the only one listed in Ohio. So they were anybody in Ohio who was like some like sort of like 4chan you know, like Trumper weirdo <laughs> was like trying to take us out or whatever. <laughs> and they, like people were on there like, here's how to infiltrate the next show. Like look like a punk, like know the bands and here's a picture of the house. I just drove by it. Like it was freaky. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Was, I don't really talk about it that much, <laughs> honestly, but I figured it's been this many years. So why not? You know, that's but crazy, it, dude. Yeah. It was really scary. And we just tried to, like, you know, like, I, we tried to just keep it everyone chill about it. But also, like, we talked to some of our closest friends who come to the show and be like, we don't want you to, like, you know, profile any newcomers. Be like, to think they're, like, some sort of 4chan person, infiltrator or whatever. But, like, if you see someone acting weird, just, like, let me know. Don't, like, make them feel weird. Like, we want everyone to feel welcome, but... Now we're kind of on high alert. Somebody's going <laughs> to come in here and try to burn the house down or something, so... So we had like little pockets of people like watching the house 
making sure nobody was doing anything. One of them is my girlfriend now. We were just friends back then, but I remember telling her, like, hey, can you, like, keep an eye out? Like, so for you, did weird. anything ever come of this? No. Um, I think that a different group on our side of things, uh, like, scared them off. Is the best way I could put it. <laughs> I mean, like at least it happened, you know. Yeah, because I mean, you got to think like they literally thought like we're like a staging point for anti-Trump rallies and stuff. They were like saying we were a bunch of like Hillary lo- Hillary lovers and stuff, and we're just like we just have shows like <laughs> we're not doing anything like that you even accuse us of. And even if we were, you're crazy for doing this, like. Yeah, it's really not fun fighting, like, the anonymous internet. No, that sounds like a terrible experience. Yeah, it was definitely scary. But we still did shows. You know, whatever. Yeah, but you Eventually just Eventually we opened the group safe. up and stuff, and it was a phase for these people. They moved on to the next thing. As they always do. So, yeah, I can't believe you never heard about that, Blade. Oh, man, yeah. Nope. Uh... I stay pretty secluded from the internet, like those sides of the internet, especially DIY in general these days. And it's <laughs> like around then is right when I disconnected deeply from everything and just like started to stay in my own little lane. Understood. I mean, it's been really nice, like sincerely. Like done kind of the same thing. Like if you like ask I'll... me what's going on and what bands are new right now, I don't have an answer for you. I just like if you want to know where I'm at. Like with everything, I'm of course I'm way I'm way gone because I just like got into Mac Miller's last two albums. Like that's where I'm at as a 28 year old man. (laughs) I've uh, I've only ever heard one Mac Miller song to add to things that Zach's unaware of. Is it good, Max? Is all of it good? Before like a couple weeks ago, I had literally never listened to Mac Miller except for Kids. That's the only 2010. there was a song on there that I knew, like "Up All Night." Is that a song? That is a song. I don't know. I... All right, that was the song I knew by Mac Miller. You should sing it for us. <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, see, this is another. I have a podcast rule. I'm a part of two of them, and the hard rule for me is no intro, outro music. Because oh, really? I listen to podcasts to sleep, and there's nothing like being shook awake every single time an episode ends or begins. Like I swear to you, every time. Wow. All right. So, uh, hey Max, um, what uh, what are you doing right now, art wise, other than Glass Bones? Talk to us about your solo project. Well, I do like a like a little electronic project called Altered Item. It's uh, it's actually based on that. Like the name is based on that SCP themed game. You guys mess with SCP stuff. I read it way back when it was, like, gaining traction years and years ago. I read, like, I don't know, like, 30 entries and was like, oh, this is pretty sick. And then I totally forgot about it completely. Oh, I've no. never heard of it. I don't even know what's happening right now. This is, It's, like, kind of like the encapsulation of, like, a user-created modern Stephen King horror universe or something. Oh, that's cool. But it's, like, okay. the internet just keeps adding to it. So it's, like, it, the... It pretty much combines all horror under the same umbrella. Yeah, that sounds nice. It's really cool, honestly. Okay, okay. And it's called Altered Item? 
No, that's the that's just a name of there's a video game that was themed after it called Control. Like contr- it's after this whole theme. Hold up. You th- you're saying to me Control is based on SCP. Yes. 100%. Oh my god. That's what that it makes is. That makes so much sense. It's pretty much SCP rebranded. Oh my god, it's all clicking. I played through Control. This is clicking in my head right now so hard. Well, do you remember how they called them altered items? Yeah, and now the name is clicking with me too. Fuck. Yep. So yeah, I was just really... I just played that game. I just was like into SCP stuff. And then I got Ableton for the first time and... I'd been making beats since I was like 15 on like Fruity Loops or something like in, on my phone and garage sure. band just for, for yeah. like fun. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But I'd done it for so long. I was like, well, I might as well get Ableton and like learn how to actually do this. But it's so fun. Like it's like, it's just honestly every song comes out of just a joke or something silly. You know, like look at Cody. I'm like, does this sound funny? Like, oh, yep, yeah, make a song out of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like straight up just fun like i'm not sitting there really thinking like i want to make some sort of i don't know i I don't have any idea of what i want to make it's just whatever i make is just whatever is going on at the time hey that's the way to do it though it's kind of the same for glass bones too city cop glass bones city bones there was never really like hey we want to sound like these three bands put together how uh How, um, are you still doing any of the, uh, like the solo instrumental stuff, guitar, guitar wise? Not really. Honestly, um, most of that stuff got thrown on the new album. Oh, cool. Okay. I've, I I had a really rough time with this arm stuff the last couple of years. It's been like, honestly, it was like a a living hell. I'm I'm being chill about it, (laughs) but it was, it was definitely bad. And so I was thinking, like, well, if I can't do this and I can't do that and I can barely play guitar, then I should probably consolidate all of my stuff into this. And I don't know. I haven't even talked to the other guys about this, but in my head, I'm thinking, like, yeah, if this is my last record that I'm physically able to do, I got to, like, put these parts into the album so that they're, like, solidified, actually recorded, became something. Yeah. Yeah. But before like the doctor, I thought I was just done. Like my arms blacked out, you know, I'm just like, well, can't do anything anymore. Like it was it was really bad. That just made me so fucking sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like I don't just it would hurt to have a homie who I love the art of so much just not be able to do it anymore. Like I don't yeah, know. I mean it, it definitely hurt me. I, you know, it was like yeah. a big identity crisis. Like you're, you're just wondering, like, you know, I've put all my life into this pretty much. Like, this band and the music I make is the only reason I know anybody in my life right now. And then it's like to lose that is pretty, pretty terrifying. Yeah, exactly. But, but there's ways. Like, if people are feeling the same way I'm feeling, like I've been reaching out anytime I see somebody talking about, like, oh, I got like a little kind of hurts right here like and they are talking about tendonitis and like maybe nerve injury i'm just like yo you can fix it like it's gonna be a long road but like if you're you don't like give up basically because <laughs> it really gets hard honestly but yeah. a, a, one friend of mine at work just had it he had to go out he, he's like a delivery driver 
and he was describing the pain to me. I'm like, mm, you got it, dude. Like, I already know you got it. Like, but he was definitely bumming out for a little bit and couldn't do his job right. So I was just like, yep, just go to the doctor. Don't even mess around. So there's I was definitely like anti doctor before anti-doctor this. Anti doctor Max. Yeah. We're not anti doctor in this household. We just don't have great insurance. Yeah, I was uh, on Medicaid at the time when I did that stuff. So I was like, I'm using it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just doing it. Like, I was, I had no insurance for a minute. Like, I had good insurance and I had no insurance. Then I had Medicaid and I was like, oh, this is lining up where I'm definitely going to do this stuff with my arm. It just worked out. I'm so glad to hear that because, like, Let's be real. You can trace back Zach Butcher and I being friends directly to me being friends with you and finding your band. Yeah, it's that honestly is, uh, wild that y'all have true. a podcast together. <laughs> well, when you hit me up, I was like, what? <laughs> nobody <laughs> can tolerate us enough to do it with us. Besides, I have another podcast with a friend, Ellie, who's also just as intolerable as Zach Butcher and I are. So basically, Zach Butcher Max and I can is, tolerate each other. Max has never said an unkind thing about me to my face, and I'm just gonna ride that out. Oh, I would say just wait, but Max is incredibly nice. I will yeah. say horrible things to you in person, Zach. Yeah, yeah, Max is a nice guy. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. But this uh, whole thing started because of your band, pretty directly. I mean, I still remember meeting you for the first time in that barn. Yeah, that was a crazy show, and like, there's an image of me from that show, and I look like a completely different person in a different life compared to me now. You know, I met your friend, um, I can't remember his name right now, I feel bad, Paul? Paul. Is it Paul? Yeah, it's Paul. I haven't talked to Paul in years. Well, that was Paul's grad party, party, correct? It was. I saw, I met Paul, like, again, at a show in Kalamazoo. Where I actually forgot my guitar in like in Hold the on. city before. Do you know what hurts? And Free Throw had to go get it because we were on tour with them, and I used Corey's electric guitar for the show. But Paul was there. I was at the show, bef- the night before that. Right, that's at, when I met um, the Muskegon. Free Throw boys. No, I met him. I met. Was that Muskegon? We all piled into that little basement. Yeah, that was Muskegon. That's where I left my guitar. You played an electric set that night too. What happened? Did I play an electric set you that did. night? Because <laughs> I've seen Electric City Cop twice. City Cop wow. archivist Blade Brown coming I'm kind in. Kind of like blanking out here. <laughs> I know deep lore about stuff I heavily care about, and City Cop sure. is one of those things that I deeply yeah. care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I don't remember exactly. But why. yeah, you played electric that night in Muskegon, and I was like, holy shit, I'm never going to see this again. And then you fucking broke or forgot your guitar again, like two tours later. Oh my God. Damn. I think I broke that one <laughs> in the second time. I actually did. I snapped my guitar on my birthday in Baltimore once. Like for fun or? No. I cried. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what a birthday. I was like, it was like the kind of thing I'm thinking like, I'm going to put this guitar in the wall and think of all the memories and whatever. And I just like snapped it in half completely. Like there's a yeah. video of it too. But this girl came up on stage. I was like about to cry. I just got done with the set. Like I had another acoustic by chance for the first mm. time ever. Yeah. And this girl comes up. <laughs> she's like, that was such a good set. And I was just like, 
thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, do you need a hug? Like, yeah. So she uh, gave me a hug and like bought me a drink and was just like, happy birthday, you know, have a good night. I'm like, thank you so much. I really <laughs> needed that, honestly, because it sucks. <laughs> Worst birthday present ever. Damn. Now, um, most people listening to this will know you broke that guitar because you're a fucking animal when you're playing it on stage during a set. But for the people who don't know, Max abuses guitars during playing. Yeah. I don't name them. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you shouldn't if get I too named, attached. I only buy like $300 guitars because I'm like, you know, if I start caring too much, it ain't going to be the same. <laughs> like, I have to kind of not care about my guitar. I was uh, I was pretty excited because I went from like all the years of watching you just beat the fuck out of guitars to like watching Foster play guitar, and I'm like, oh, he does the same thing. They just have a different tone. This is so exciting. Like I was I was so stoked to get to like watch it repeatedly through another person, but he's just beating up an electric instead of an acoustic. And I, I, hope I was I like, all right, Josh, <laughs> in that way. <laughs> um. So. Do you uh do you want to give us like a little a history of the Glass Bones City Cop, a history of information? Uh you just gave us a little history of the electronic thing, you know, try to keep it in line with what it's supposed to be. Okay. Pot podcast was. Uh, I'm going to jump I'm going to make Max jump into horror like in like 10 minutes. Don't worry. Oh, no, no, no. I I'm not I didn't mean that like in a shitty way, Max. I'm sorry. No. Oh you're, no, you're fine. You're fine, dude. Okay. Well, hey Max, give us the give us the oral history of glass bones. Okay, I'll try and be. I'm gonna try to sum it up as best I can. But it's been a long time, y'all. Don't <laughs> skip over the gory details. Oh man. All right. Well, it was. It all started, me and Cody, used to, we just been playing music since we were in, like, seventh grade. And then Cody left. Cody didn't want to play music with me anymore because he got a girlfriend. Classic <laughs> Cody. And he was like, I can't do it anymore. I got to be serious, man. I'm like, what? We're, like, ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> so I hit up Eddie because, like, I heard Eddie just sing when we hung out. And... um I was like, I was really into like Modest Mouse and Iron and Wine. I just got into like indie for the first time. And I was just like, you want to start an indie band? And so we, he came over and we just did like covers in my garage, made a couple original songs that sucked like terribly. <laughs> and then I could tell like when we started making more songs and we wanted to record that like, like, I don't know. There was just something going on with me and Cody where I think I was kind of like, it was like a little screw you to Cody. Yeah. And he felt it. He's like, oh, he's going to jam with Eddie now. All right. Like, whatever. So, um, I don't know. We were a little contentious there. And we still jammed and stuff a little bit, but. Well, I mean, Cody had his girlfriend, so obviously he was too busy. Yeah. He didn't need me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. So we recorded at our friend Duncan's house and he did like a couple bass parts on it. Like we, we were, he was like, can I just put some bass parts on it? I'm like, yeah, whatever. So like we put our, we played our crappy songs in this basement of his parents' house and he put some bass parts on it. And we asked his mom to take a picture like of me and Eddie and 
when she she's like okay like i brought my guitar out there and then all of a sudden i see duncan bring his bass out there and he just like jumps in the picture hell yeah and i was like oh okay i duncan thinks he's in the band i guess so then he was just in the band okay <laughs> like well we took the picture we can't go back now yeah <laughs> now, holy fuck now duncan's just in the band yeah <laughs> which is i don't know i miss that guy but um yeah then we had the same thing we had cody do a couple of drum parts and then suddenly cody's in the band <laughs> and then it was really that half-assed kind of like oh i guess we're in a band together okay so what was your terrible first name there had to have been a first draft name for this band there wasn't it was always city cop but that was a terrible first name draft right there. see it's a terrible name just in general i like it but... i do but i also deeply understand why you're changing it and why you did change it now like i was yeah. like oh you know what that makes sense that they would change it now yeah i mean it's something that cody has talked about forever and then you know with our involvement with like the get Black closer Matter movement and stuff we were we were just like I just felt silly, like, being in... Because I have no actual... Like, I didn't like the name. Anyway. And every day, Cody's like, can we call ourselves Metallica 2? And you guys are like, no, 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 no. And Cody's like, Metallica 2. Yeah, it would have been... It should have been Metallica 2. That just just sounds like a Cody name. Like... (laughs) Turn yourself up a little, Max. Okay, am I better now? Oh, yeah, you're better. Yeah, I just got to eat the mic. So, <laughs> after all this started happening, when did you guys really start to, like, figure out that you're actually going to take this thing seriously and record uh, Cactus and Gang Wars and whatever else is in between that? Honestly, it was just, like, we played our first show and we met some people from, like, the bigger town in our t- tiny, like, town area where we live, middle of nowhere. Ashtabula was, like, the city. And some of those kids just, like, took to us and started having, letting us play shows at their houses and stuff. And we just, like, kind of met, we met touring bands for the first time. Um, and they were just, everyone was pretty encouraging. Like, there was a more local scene to our high school that was mostly metalcore, but uh, they just like we would just played first every show, and we were kind of a joke to these kids. That where it was like they'd get pissed if they had to play before us. Like we overheard yeah. people talking about it. Like we were really putting us like before City Cop. Blah. Like like they did not like us. We were we were very hated <laughs> by everyone. So I don't know why we kept being a band. But the Cleveland hardcore kids had like whole threads making fun of us on their little forum sites. Like thirty-year-olds making fun of fifteen-year-old kids, and then um, yeah, that's DIY, baby. The, yeah, that sounds exactly on the course to what I know now. <laughs> well, that's why I don't like when I, if I see a new band and they let's say they just are so bad, like I'm never gonna be like, wow, these guys are terrible. Like they'll probably they'll probably be fucking awesome in like two years. Just like let them learn how to be in a band. You know what I mean? But uh, I wish I could say the same. The punk scenes who took us in. We had the metal scene, they were dicks. Hardcore scene, they were dicks. Like, so the punk scene kind of, they just encouraged us and were like, really, like, pushing us just to, like, do more, record. Like, it was people with more experience than us. So we just rode with it. 
Hell yeah. Now, how did you end up getting uh, Mr. Teeter Todd, who eventually quit your band, and then you had a string of bass players until you settled on the new one? Well, Duncan Settled. Left. <laughs> settled. <laughs> no, he, settled he on. Fell. He fell into the group. He's there. Duncan was, he knew, like, he was going to marry his girlfriend. Like, he was like, I'm going to marry her. I'm going to go to school. And, like, I just, you know, basically I'm done. He, I remember he had this goal when we were, like, young. He's like, I want to be a, as big as uh, this band Obliterate. That was, like, this metal band he was really into. And he's like, yeah, but we're we're bigger than them, so now uh, now I can quit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was yeah. gonna ask, did you guys ever get bigger? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I don't know, I didn't I didn't really know because I didn't really know them, but apparently, according to Duncan, we did. So I I was very upset, but Duncan just basically handed it to Todd. Duncan was like, I want Todd to do it, and at the time, Todd had never really played bass, but was a guitar player. And we were in Mother, that hardcore band, Mother Grizzly, together. And Todd was, like, one of our biggest fans, probably, of all time. So we just – I remember we told Todd we were playing with Code Orange and, like, some other people. And, like, we went out back and told him, and Todd cried. And it made me so, like, happy, honestly. I was like, oh, my God. I just feel like – I don't know. It just – it was very special. I was like, Todd really cares. Like, Todd's going to do his badass job. And Todd totally stepped up and just became this phenomenal musician. Like, he was already a great musician, but really, like, came into it in the coming years. Like, I know when I say this, he's been with the uh, Glass Bones for, like, several years now. But I still don't know your new guy. Like, I don't know his name. We've never had a one-on-one conversation. Still don't know him. So, like, I really miss Todd. actually had three bass players since that. You had Reed. I love Reed. I know we Reed. We had Reed for a little bit. And, and then we had Shane. Shane is who did Nash with us. And he, I, I currently live with Shane. Shane's my boy. Sh- yeah, Shane was in, like, some of the best local music I ever heard come out of here. And, and I was just like, I remember I heard his band If Only. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this is coming out of Akron right now? Like, we don't have math rock here. Like, what's this? I mean, we do have math rock here, but at the time I was ignorant, you know? I was like, <laughs> everyone's ripping off Shane. Here. Yeah, it all came after Shane. <laughs> no, I mean, we already <laughs> had, I think, Green Green Tree and like, like, I don't know if actual form was already there yet. I don't think so, but like, it was kind of this mathy evolution happening and with like Stiff, you know, and if only actual form, just like a bunch of good Akron bands coming out. But Shane, I we we'd been hanging out at his house a little bit, like because we reconnected after a couple of years not seeing them. And then, you know, he joined the band and did Nesh with us, and ha- then like he had to leave just due to some. He thought he was like gonna be doing something different, so whatever. He ended up starting a different band that's awesome called I Hate It Too with our singer. I'm so sad I missed the I Hate It Too tapes. Like, I'm just so mad about it. Mad about what? <clears throat> I missed the I Hate It Too tapes. The only tweet I seen about them was the one that gotcha. they were sold out. That's the one I saw. That's why I'm so blown away you got a max or a, a wax mage. Because oh. that was sold out in about five seconds. No, so 
the label small mammal had told me that there's going to be a 25 cop like a 25 variant like limited 25 and it's a wax mage and uh this was before they got as big as they are today wax mage is massive now but uh this is way before all that and like i had seen their work before because i love hand poured records vinyl's a huge passion of mine and i was like oh fuck dude like i want my first wax mage to be city cop because these are my homies i love them to death so i incessantly bugged small mammal about when they're going up and i eventually (laughs) got told when they were going up like before (laughs) they announced it and he was just like yeah man they're gonna go up here at this time and i was like oh fuck you dog (laughs) (laughs) and uh so i got the early drop on them and i made sure i think it was like noon sometime and i was like all right i'm taking my work break at 11 58 so i can get this and I ended up getting one, and so now all I have of that record is I have the Wax Mage copy, and Small Mammal was gracious enough to sell me a test pressing of it. Is that Nick's label? That is Nick. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad that there's someone out there that bugs Nick more than me, and it's Blade <laughs> Brown. Look, if it involves City Cop, I'm going to annoy somebody to death. There is a guy on Discogs who has a Gang Wars tape that I message like once every two, three months, like, hey, you ready to let that go yet? That's Okay. <laughs> That's, That's cool. So I, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's wild <laughs> that there's any sort of like conversations about our tapes being made like that, honestly, for me. I'm just like, wow. It's me. I really want them. Oh, I know. Now, like, you, uh, you sent me the whole collection. Oh, yeah. I was doing that. I'm still doing a whole... like. Uh, instagram account where i post my physical media but i took out all those city cop tapes and just like felt really young again and it was a very nice time taking photos of them and getting to reminisce about how i got them where i got them and what everything was like back then that's awesome because when i see them i just feel really old (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah dude oh oh my god max we met a decade ago this year yeah holy shit no straight up that's We've like known each other for 10 there. years, man. Wow. That's my whole adult life. Oh, man. This yeah. is awesome. But I so I got to wrap this into horror or else we're going to be like, so yeah, they just talked about music the whole time and nobody knew any of these bands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what? Yeah. what was your first experience with horror outside of the Terminator? I'm talking like as a teenager to make you go, oh, okay, this is actually really sick and I'm very into this. Or did Terminator immediately like kick your ass into it? I don't know. I think it was a slow roll. Like I didn't have access. Like, you know, I wasn't like going on YouTube finding ripped copies of whatever. Well, actually, sure. I was going on those crappy stream sites like the old school ones like one download and like just crappy sites remember like sock share and stuff oh my god like put locker put locker that put locker was a huge one but i would just like binge horror movies when i was a kid like in the summertime like if it was if i wasn't doing anything with my friends i would just sit there and watch like anything like i was obsessed with zombies before the crazy zombie craze oh so how did you feel about that the zombie craze yeah were you like oh i fucking love this i i'm still stoked about it honestly like i know people are sick of zombies but when i was a kid all i wanted was like man what if there's like a zombie video game what if there's a zombie tv show and like now it's like there's an oversaturation but it's like i can't complain because most things that are oversaturated i don't enjoy this much so 
I'll watch all the zombie shows. Like I just watched Kingdom. It's like that Netflix South Korean one. See, Have I have seen it. I haven't seen that. I haven't even heard it's of really it. Really good. Said it. I also haven't heard of it. I'm man. South Korean it, horror is good, y'all. Okay. Oh, well, sure. I mean, I I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But this but is I like would really the... recommend Kingdom. It's like feudal Korea mixed with zombies, sort of. It's it's awesome. So it's like a period piece, but it's zombies. Oh yeah, that's the best part. I love period pieces and I love zombies. So I still like The Walking Dead. Did now? Do you like it because you read it before it was adapted? Nope. Oh, <laughs> I didn't so even you... read them. You watched that phenomenal season one, and then they gave you that season two, and you were still like, yeah, I'll keep watching this. Yeah, dude. At the time, it it was like, oh, a zombie TV show. This is crazy. Like, for me at the time, that that was like my wildest dream. All right. It was honestly like when I first saw Ghost Hunters and like Ghost Adventures as a kid, I was like, there's TV shows about this? Dude, this is sick. (laughs) I love this. Oh, man. Text me after this, because I'm going to open your whole world up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to add you to a thing. I got you. I got a text you. We can't talk about it in the no. whole podcast? Nope. Sure can't. <laughs> okay. Last time somebody mentioned this on a podcast, I literally learned how to edit a podcast to remove the section talking about it. Dang. <clears throat> All right. Blade Brown. Don't. I'm not editing living, this one. Blade Brown's just living in constant fear. <laughs> okay. Oh man! All right, we'll text about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just texted you about it. Okay. Uh, but so, wrapping that along, you were obsessed with zombies since you know forever. So, what is your favorite zombie movie? That is so hard. Is it though? No, it's like, not. There's it's only really one right not. answer. There's one right answer. No, there's like there's a couple. But uh, I'd say all right. Dawn of the Dead, two thousand four. No. <laughs> Fuck right. off. Definitely original Fuck off. Dawn of the Dead. Original Thank you, Max. Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Thank you, Max. Because, like, it's so hard because it's, it's either Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead original. And I even like the remakes, the remakes, but obviously the originals are going to, like, stick with me more. I told Zach Butcher I liked the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead more than the original, and I gave him such a massive headache that he hung up on me on the phone. And yeah. just like stop talking to me for the rest of the day. Yeah, that was it was like three weeks it's ago, and I think movie. about it every day. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Like, the I, Zack I Snyder it. Dawn of the Dead, the yeah, 2004 one. Yes, I'm not a fan. Yes. Not a no, fan. I love it. Not for me. It's just it's more action movie. Yeah, I've I've learned in the last year that uh, it's easier to tell people I don't like something by just saying not for me instead of absolutely punishing them for liking stupid things. So I'm really taken to saying it's not for me. You know, I I think that's what most people feel when they say not for me. Yeah. But you might just be finding out about this for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've known me for how long? I mean, it took me a while. And I'm the same way. I really yeah. am. It's just I I've I just got you know, I'm a very, very blunt, straightforward person, but I've just gotten weathered over time by <laughs> people telling me I'm a dick. So Yeah. I'm sorry. I get my, that my rounds um, my edges are rounded now. I get that. So now <laughs> would you call those like the two contenders for your favorite horror movie or is that different no. from oh, what's your favorite? I mean 
It's are we talking classics? Any, We're talking just all time favorite. All time favorite horror movie. All time say say the one I want you to say. Yeah, say the line, it's the Max. Cheesiest possible answer. Say the line. It's the thing. <laughs> oh, of course it is, of because course it's it is. the best. Let's go. The best. It's hard to argue it's hard for me to think like what's a better horror movie than the thing? Like uh, there's two Nothing. more answers. There's three <laughs> answers I will accept. But they're all equal ground movies. You can say four different movies, and I'll agree with you that they're the best horror movie, but the one thing, does not trump the other. The Thing, The yep. Thing, or The Thing. You can say The what? Thing, The Shining, The Fly, or Evil Dead 2. That's it. I mean, those are all some of my favorite movies of all time. The Shining? Yes. Not I for mean me. This. Not, I think not my Shining thing. Shining doesn't ring with me as much because I'm a huge Stephen King fan. And he's like, like fuck just... that movie. <laughs> and well, it's a great movie. You just have to watch it and not have any have any like conception of the book, really. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's not like one of those movies where it's like it's like the book. Like it's, oh, it's right. just its own thing. I'm illiterate right. and I've never read it, so I can enjoy the movie just fine. The movie's great. I love the movie, but it's just then I read the book and I love the book, and I'm like, man, there's so much scary shit in the book. That's like, it was a shoe in for the movie. <laughs> but they didn't do it. I don't know. So uh, we'll uh, we'll just do you know couple couple questions back to back like it. Uh, what's your least favorite horror movie you've ever seen? Like Yo. so bad that it just like it gave you a headache. Ooh, you never asked favorite. me that, and I want to answer after Max. <laughs> I'm gonna need to think about it. It's got to be something that was hyped up for me. Like this is really scary, and I watched it. Yeah, and yeah, like, it's. No. What? It's hereditary. Uh, I like hereditary. I like hereditary. I'll a defend lot. that movie. Not not a fan. And I liked not Midsummer a too. Fan. I Midsummer like was Midsummer. fine. Midsummer was like seven out of ten. Hereditary was like one out of ten. Why? Because Max, it was oh my god. <sighs> so if Midsummer We went I, into this argument on our last episode. We literally probably, had this argument last time. Probably. <laughs> My dad's going to listen to this and then call me and yell at me because I said, oh, my God. That's like a thing in the butcher family that you don't say that. Uh, but uh, so Midsummer, I uh, I saw it, had no problems with it. I was just like, yeah, it was OK. Hereditary, everyone told me it was like the scariest movie of all time. And I was going to like piss into my own ass. And I was just like, OK, all right. And I watched it. And I had to, like, fight to stay awake. I was so fucking bored. Within, like, 15, 20 minutes, I figured out the plot. And the whole movie, I was just like, if these people would just go to therapy, this would be so much easier. And, like, it wasn't scary. It wasn't anything. It was just bad family drama. And I was just like, this is horror today. And I felt so old and crabby. <laughs> and then I went to bed <laughs> angry. I really enjoyed it. I don't I don't think most horror movies, I can't think of a single horror movie I've seen in a very long time where I felt actually afraid. Oh, like, dude. I'm afraid to leave my room. I'm afraid to, like, go outside. Like, I just, I don't know. I was just in West Virginia State Penitentiary, which is, like, the most haunted prison ever. And my friend who was doesn't, like, I don't super believe in ghosts or anything, mm -hmm. but my friend's, like, super, like, ghosts aren't real. He was, like, creeped right. out. And I'm, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. I, like, I feel like I'd spend the night in there. Yeah. Yeah, know, I'm a... I, I can get behind that. Like, I'm not a person that's like, afraid. oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I 
like the whole like the x-files thing like i want to believe dude like i want to be afraid all the time but then like i don't think ghosts are real but i'm still willing to like go to a place that's like oh it's haunted and spooky like yeah that sounds awesome of course i'll go there like well you know it's i don't believe my mom was if my mom by chance i don't know if she's gonna listen to this but yeah, I don't even know if my dad listens to my podcast. I just know that this will be the chance when he does, when I say something he doesn't like. <laughs> She'll kill me if I say I don't believe in ghosts. Because she, my mom has had many experiences, and I, my mom does not bullshit. She's yeah. very, she, it's so otherworldly for me to think about my mom just making up stories. Like, that's sure. so, like, yeah. just not how it works, really. But I told her like a week or two ago <clears throat> that I didn't really believe in ghosts, but I I, w- I want to, and I love ghost stuff, and I watch all the ghost shows, and I love this stuff. But and she's like, Max, come on, like did I raise you <laughs> kind of thing? I'm like, yes, but I've just never seen anything. I I just assume it's not real until something crazy happens to me, you know. But she yeah. she claims that I talked to ghosts as a kid. I talked about like my dead uncle and I did not know him. He died like 30 years before I was born or something. So, you know, just weird stuff like that. There's, she has a lot of stories, but I can't, I I totally believe her. It's just, I personally don't know. Yeah. Yo, so I don't know who's doing it, but can whichever one of you guys' roommate that's currently listening to Dua Lipa as loud as possible. Can you hear that? Ask them to stop. I yes, was wondering. Dude. I was like, oh, damn, can goodness. they hear my roommate jamming in yes. the living room? Yes. I can't even tell what it is. You're incredible. It's it's, it's Dua Lipa. It's a really good song. All right, you're going to get copyright struck on this one. Probably. I'm going to mute myself and ask them. I'm sorry, Max. What were you going to say? I hate to make you guys edit or anything, but do you mind if I go take a leak? <laughs> um, you don't have to take a leak you can leave it right in there i swear to god me. i'm gonna kill you uh <laughs> so uh the the plan was i told blade brown we had to be done by 8 30 because becca and i were gonna go get ice cream at this place in barberton so let's 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 wrap this up fast and then uh you can you can pee and we'll facetime or oh. something oh okay thank you yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> Can I pee? Um, Please, Mr. So, Butcher. <laughs> so, did you uh, did you think of your least favorite horror movie? I don't know. I guess I... You got wrapped up I, defending Hereditary. Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched something I thought was... I, I You know what? I I'm not saying it's my least favorite. But I think Bird Box was like the most over overhyped movie. I've I was seen. not a fan either. I didn't. I, was I didn't like, like wow, it. This is what's scaring y'all. Like this is not scary. Like, yeah. This is not like the. It's not really even that good. But it I was, still liked it. Yeah. I just like horror, even if it's bad. I guess. Well, like, and I can I can get behind that. You know, like a lot of my favorite horror movies are just like terrible schlock bullshit. But I was just like, yeah, Bird Box is uh not cool like but i i liked the music you know i'm a big nine inch nails fan so i was like all right i gotta do it but yeah i was just not not down i Um, actually did not get to see bird box and i'm so glad i never did to this day good (laughs) good (laughs) 
It's uh, got the same kind of effect that Gravity did for me with Sandra Bullock, where she, there she has these weird little monologues and I f- this overacting going on and stuff. I just don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just like. I mean, Miss Congeniality is great. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's times where I'm like, I'll watch something, and I'm like, maybe I was just like expecting the wrong thing and like you know i'm willing to admit that my hate for hereditary is because i went into it expecting to just piss my pants with the opening credits so if i watched it not expecting that maybe i'd have a different outcome uh but bird box i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna get a second viewing out of that yeah i I don't plan to watch it again especially mgk's in there i don't even remember that I'm going to say MGK this fan. on the premise of it might ruin somebody we're trying to get on the podcast. It might just destroy the chances of it. But Thanks Killing 3 is the worst movie I've ever had to sit through in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to say it. Uh, I'm sure that guy would still be on. He hasn't okay. emailed me back, but I'm sure he'd still be on. Awful. I'll just tell him not to listen to this episode. <laughs> just The first one's like, it's, it's fun. I'm not going to say it's great. It's fun. I'm going to watch it every Thanksgiving. But the third yeah. one, oh my fucking God. Yeah, yeah. It was so punishing that like 30 minutes in, we all looked at each other and we're like, it's been at least an hour and a half, right? This movie has right. to end in the next five minutes. Yeah, yeah. We've been watching it's... it for about a half hour. Thanksgiving 3 is a lot of twists and turns in very short spans of time. It, it had a bigger budget and it's just like the whole time you're like, what am I watching? But I will say, you can tell that every single person involved is having the absolute time of their lives and they don't care yeah. what they're doing. Hell yeah, I never dude. watched like the Sharknado or Thanks Killing or a lot of those so like, purposely be horror movies. I haven't right. seen. Right. Sharknado is okay. Thanks Killing. My uh I think it's my second cousin, my mom's cousin Troy. He did all the special effects. So it was like, you know, we watched it out of like, you know, respect and Oh yeah, absolutely. For for that Troy. Would, that would definitely and then, change my perspective. Exactly. And then I was in high school and it was like Maxim Magazine rated it like the number one best bad movie. And then it was like it was on Netflix and all these kids I was in high school with were like quoting it to me. And I'm like, this is so surreal. <laughs> like, So it just grew and grew and grew. And then, yeah, Thanks Killing 3, Thanks Killing the Musical. Joe Bob Briggs just did a thing on Thanksgiving where he watched it live and like talked about it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is so nice. One eyed monster. No, I that sounds like a giant movie. penis. What is that? It, that's exactly what it is. Hell yeah. It's literally starring Ron Jeremy. Oh man. All right. It's like, okay. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's essentially what you think it is. So yeah. you mentioning those two things. That's going yeah. on the bordello next month, right? For uh, June. One eyed monster. June is uh, Becca's picks. And so I don't think Becca will be picking a movie about a giant penis. All right. So when is my pick again? Never. Um, October of 2019. All right. So we know Woo. this month is your dad and uh, uncle because it's their double birthday. Oh, yeah. I guess I should like promote stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, to those of you that listen, um, this month on the Butcher Bordello of Blood, uh, the Not Podcast, the other thing that we do, uh, yeah, we got a triple feature. Uh, it's the Twins of Terror, and so we are playing um, Dead Ringers, the David Cronenberg classic about twins, you know. Uh, we're playing the 
80s version of Not of This World starring uh, Tracy Lords. I'm pretty sure uh, Roger Corman made that. Dude also made Slumber Party Massacre. He produced the original Terminator, so there's that. And then the original 2000 Maniacs made by Herschel Gordon Lewis, which is batshit insane. So the third Saturday, so the Saturday after this at 7 p.m., uh, if you are interested, contact Blade or I, and we will uh, get you on the track that you need to be. Max, uh, what is there anything else you'd like to talk about? More importantly, would you like to promote the new Glass Bones? What's up? Like, what, yeah, you go got ahead a release and plug date. yourself, man. You got a you got an album uh, or a record label, an album title. Give us give us that sweet sweet early access so people will actually listen to this. Well, the album is called. I don't know what the album's called yet. <laughs> okay. And Hell yeah. We are releasing it. Never. Okay. <laughs> All yeah. right. Sounds good. <laughs> no, it really sounds like every time it's I talk to of, any of uh, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just this is we're we're a very casual band, honestly. So this whole pandemic thing like knocked it into overdrive. So we really <laughs> just mostly cared about making the damn album. Yeah. So now it's like all this dumb shit <laughs> you got to do when you really somebody make an album. So we still haven't really figured it out yet, shopped it out, nothing. So, okay. Uh, can you Yo, tell us how many songs are on it? Uh, like 75, 76, something like that. Holy oh, shit, grindcore album. Oh. No, it's, Let's it's go. Just, <laughs> nah, we'll see. I don't know. Now that <laughs> I made these claims of it being our longest album, and now I'm like, is it our longest album? I don't know. It's not, I don't want to say. <laughs> I'm sure Blade Brown, the City Cop archivist, will be like, actually, it's 10 seconds too short. Yeah, I don't want to get corrected on my own band. So. <laughs> yeah. Blade's definitely the guy to do it. I would not. I would Like, I think about it sometimes when I play an old song. I'm like, I'm sure there's somebody out there who knows how to play this better than I do now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I forget them sometimes. <laughs> okay, don't kid me. You guys don't play anything prior to the same stories anymore um unless no, it's we'll, my birthday hold on now honestly i'd like to play a little bit of everything like i've always wanted it to be like that it's just about whether we decide on what songs like <laughs> anybody wants to play then it gets a little messy so well i mean I'd i've heard them play. i'm sorry we talked go ahead. about doing like a like a season's tour oh where fuck. we just like tour and just play seasons and some new stuff but it's just never really materialized and kind of like the 10 year anniversary kind of is around now so it's like the worst timing ever to even do something like that you're allowed to do an 11 year anniversary yeah, no, absolutely. One will, no one will hold yeah, it yeah i think you. we're gonna say screw it and do something like that but like, i don't know it's all everything's so up in the air with any music related thing right now that we haven't like we made the, the the only thing we have control over was we made an album. You know we can write songs, <laughs> we can get them recorded. Like, if anything, I'd like to plug uh, Steve Perino, who is the, the producer that's working on this album with us. And Steve's is been that awesome. That, is that that guy in the Grievance Club? Steve's from uh, Grievance Club. Okay. Yeah, we are. All right. uh, we've been friends for a minute, and we toured with them for a little bit and talked about it on the tour 
and then we just went and did it, and it was a great experience. Honestly. Right on. Right on. That's cool. Uh, we've loved everybody we were worked, have worked with, honestly. But, yeah, I just feel like I definitely need to shout Steve out because, you know, producers definitely don't get shouted out. Like ever. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we made this album. Uh, did you? <laughs> Move Somebody over, Steve did. Albini. We got Steve Perino. Yeah. That's right. That was that was it. That was the only producer joke I had. Sorry. It was all right. It was like yeah. also shout out um, Eddie's projects. I hate it too. Just released an album. It's awesome. And um, Eddie also plays in Alamar, which is awesome. One man band. I uh, I reviewed the f- latest. I hate it too. I think it was like the first thing I did under the the Bebop moniker. It's uh, it's somewhere on that website. Big uh, big fan of right, I that when you did the you said salsa man Brian Sloan or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian I'm so confused. Brian salsa Sloan. So I've met what's Brian up, Sloan like four times. Yeah, sure. We're getting we're getting in the nitty gritty. I've met Brian a few times, and uh, the one time it was like we were at a party at your house, and Brian was like, he was talking to me, talking to Becca. And then uh, someone was like, hey, Brian, this salsa is really good. And Becca and I ate that salsa, and it was like a life-changing experience for me. And that's like the only thing I remembered. And I felt terrible because he was like, yeah, you know, I always just thought you didn't like me. And I was like, no, man, I don't even know who you are, but this salsa is really good. And like that's how Brian and I became like friends. I don't. I, maybe we're not friends. I don't know. But that's how I considered Brian a friend. Was his salsa game was next level, that's, and I was just like, "This is the guy." This is so wholesome, honestly. Yeah, it's not something that's bad to be known for. No, you bring and so salsa to a party—that's important. See, and that's that's what I've always remembered. And then you know he joined. Uh, I hate it too. And Mark and I are pretty close. And Mark's like, "Yeah, you know, Brian just joined the band." And I was like, "Oh, the salsa guy." And it was the same thing with Shane. Shane was like putting a tattoo on me, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, Brian joined the band." I'm like, "The salsa guy." And like everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Like his name's Brian, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, the salsa guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was. I was like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, and so like when I when I did the review. Because it was text-based, I told Eddie, uh, Eddie Marflack, I told Eddie, I was like, yo, like, include something about salsa in there with Brian's name. And he's like, okay. And then he put it up, and I was like, you know what? I don't even care. This is hysterical. Like, I didn't know what I expected. I gave him complete free reign, and he just included this beautiful stock photo of salsa. And I was like, awesome. yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, well, now I get it. Okay, I definitely yeah. didn't know, though. I wanted, yeah. wanted to know. All right, the, we've the talked lore. about him enough. I feel like it's safe to say we got to ask Eddie to come on. Eddie Marfleck or Eddie no, Gankos? Eddie Gankos, baby. Oh, well, it's not like I don't want Eddie to come on. It's just every time I've talked to Eddie about a movie, I don't think he cares. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, I, this, I don't know. I, if I don't if know he wants how, to. I'm, I'm sure Eddie likes a lot of horror stuff. I don't really know. I, I was, I think I was very into horror growing up and reading Stephen yeah. King and all this stuff. And even then, I think we talked about horror for probably about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Most of it yeah. was just me droning on and I apologize about that. No, no, no. no. Like I said, like I said at the beginning, like Blade texted me and was like, Hey, I asked Max if he'd be on. And I was like, okay. And he's like, well, he said yes. And I'm like, 
yeah, I'd hope so. And then I was just like, I uh, I guess we'll see how this goes. Because, like, I know that you love horror. Like, that's how you and I became friends. It was like, oh, this dude in City Cops talking to me about my t-shirt. And then, like, we became buds through that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like, that was, you know, the kind of push-off point further and further. But I was like, there's no way Max is going to spend an hour and a half talking about horror movies. Like, it's just going to be us punishing him about the stupidest shit. And then... Yeah, on the part two uh, next year when I come back yeah. for the reunion episode. Yeah. Oh, no, we'll... you can come back in like two weeks. I really don't give a <laughs> shit. If you want to come back in two weeks and talk about uh, only horror. Hey, maybe we can do that, honestly. <laughs> Yo, I do enjoy real. talking to y'all. I'm not joking. I haven't talked to y'all at all. So Yeah, been... this is literally a reunion nice. podcast. Well, Max was supposed to do uh, Max was supposed to do photography for Grip Hook, and then was like, "Oh, I booked something else that day," and then he didn't do it. Yeah, Good. and then it just I never was, happened. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I no, dude, it's okay. Person. No, you don't I need to feel a stupid. At the same exact time, and then I like my tournament guy. It was like this video game tournament. Well, what game was, was it? You have to tell hey, us. It was PUBG. Uh, PUBG. Oh, okay, okay. So they were doing, like, it was when I played on PS4. They did, like, a PS4, like, tournament. And me yeah. and my buddy, we actually got pretty far. But uh, he was like, oh, yeah, we got that tournament. And I'm like, whoa, shit. Okay, <laughs> damn it. And I, I was like, well, I can't exactly join the tournament again. But right. we can reschedule the pictures, even though I look like a huge douche. Right? No, 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 it was cool. Like, I, like Foster was like, yeah, you know, uh, I think it'd be cool if we asked max and everyone was like yeah like we have no opposition I'd to it i'd still love to do pictures for y'all and not cancel on you last minute sure i swear i, I normally do that i uh i i think that'd be cool um the the kind of like i don't know like we i just remember i talked to you about it after that and i thought that you were just like man you're just gonna bail on me well i did say that but that's just because i'm an <laughs> asshole um that's absolutely what i said Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Uh, my friend Luke Davis, Luke, uh, Luke does, like, all of my photography, everything. He he used to make all the flyers for Coop. Uh, he helps me with all the other stuff. And, I mean, like, Josh is an amazing artist, but Josh is like, yeah, I don't know how to do anything with photography. And Luke's like, um, I can do this stuff if you walk me through it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I give Luke these, like, insane ideas. And I'm like, our budget is $0.00. And Luke's like, well, I'll see what I can do. And that's pretty much how it works with everything. Like, all the Butcher Bordello stuff, all that photography is done by Luke. Yeah. Um, no, Luke did the like photo. a whole lot of fun to do. I mean, if, if you want Luke to do it, that's totally fine. No, no, no. I was just I was just trying to let you know that, like, I'm, I'm willing to do it with you. But I also felt like I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm shouting out Luke because Luke's put up with my shit for, like, 10 years. Oh, understood. Luke, Luke's been my best friend since I was like 16 and he's always just like, I'm not getting paid to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. Thank you, Luke. No, I would do it just for fun. Yeah. We don't have any money. We can't pay you either, Max. (laughs) This is out of love. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to like, I need to get back some some projects back because I've been slipping on the photography front. Foster said that you had talked about like uh, bringing blood in, and I was like, "Yeah, yes. I just I was looking at the best kind of fake blood to make and not ruin everyone's clothes." But it uh, really no. is kind of like you happening. definitely definitely have to wear some shitty clothes. Yeah, that you don't want. And I didn't realize like, yeah, there's really no b- fake blood that you can get that's not gonna yeah. do something to your clothes. So. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> 
Yeah, Foster was like, well, could we ask Max? Uh, you know, he said that he wanted to do something with blood, and I was like, yeah, Max is in. And he's like, should I ask the rest of the band? And I was like, no, Max said blood. Max is in. Like, yeah, Max is in. And then I he's was like, totally let Max you gets down. it. Then he's going to let you down last minute. Yep. Love that guy. Yeah, I love Max. <laughs> One time I was in a coffee shop, and Max gave me discount coffee. That's right. That made up for everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry, y'all. No, I dude, have whatever. such a fond memory of riding around fucking desolate Ohio with Max listening to the first City Cop demo thing in Sarah's car. Just all of us taking it in and collectively getting out of the car and going, well, we're never going to listen to that again. Hell yeah. A lot of fun. <laughs> and then I said, what do you think? And you said, bury it. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I meant it. But yeah. now I need to digitally archive it, and then I can bury it digitally. But it'll still <laughs> exist. Dig it up out of the dirt, and then you can bury it again. Yeah, I won't give it to anybody. I just need to know that it's safe and like archived. Yeah, just upload it to last or to uh, Sophie's floorboard. It'll probably get buried oh. there. Uh, I was gonna say Sophie's floorboard, but yeah, it's fine. I will put hey, it up on Soulseek. Sophie's Floorboard rules, dude. They've got so many yeah. great bands on there. And I remember one time someone commented, and I'm going to just assume it was Blade at this point, but they were like, um, actually, the first demo is missing. Do you happen to have that? And I was like, oh, man. On who? On Sophie's Floorboard. For what band? City Cop. Mm, yeah. Sophie's actually premiered uh, Nash. Really? I don't remember yeah. that. That sounds awesome. I hit him up specifically. I was like, hey, you mean a lot to us. You definitely like helped us a lot when we were young and just putting us on this website. And they happen to be fans, too. So we yeah. just talked back and forth. I was like, I just want you to make a review of this. And it's like come out here first or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so, so that, yeah, might that was like a big deal to me. So I'm going to I'm going to bully you right now, Max, on the air. Uh, you have to let us be the first review of your new album. Oof. OK. Yes. What do you think of it so far? I think it sounds uh, great. You could yeah. use a little more work on the guitars specifically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like he's really off his game on this album. Yeah. It's the broken arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the messed up nerves, you know. I <laughs> Whatever, can't dude. Like two strings now. Yeah, you can make excuses all you want, but it just yeah. it's there in the music. Look, man, if Sabbath <laughs> could still make good albums after he fucked his hands up, what's what's your excuse, Max? Come oh, trust on. me, I've I've literally thought like I gotta pull a Tony Iommi, like I gotta like, <laughs> to, like put a rod on my arm and tape it to it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Start playing with my elbow. Yeah, anything. <laughs> no, I'm super excited to hear anything. Sincerely, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and sincerely, please let us be the first people to review it. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. Super band, City so, Cop, what's our absolute nobody podcast review it early. <laughs> also, we're going to have somebody on that week as a guest, and we're going to make them listen to it and review it with us as well. Oh, and they've boy. never yeah. heard of any of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so most people, mostly anybody you'll get. I don't know about yeah, all that. Well, most people know who you are because you rule. Yeah. All right, Max, is there anything else you want to you wanna say in passing? You want to plug uh, I anything? I want to say thank you guys very much. Hey, of yeah. course. It. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, I'm having a really good time. This good. is a... So. I unfortunately have to plug something, even though I hate doing it. Yeah, let's do it. So, I have to plug that there's a t-shirt that 
I am selling right now on my label store. It is a photo of Big my Chungus. Yeah, it's my face on Big <laughs> I Chungus. I saw that. Uh, it's gonna be on Comfort Colors, which is the greatest shirt material in existence. It's a little You're more expensive wrong. than anything else, so the shirts are a little more expensive. Uh, trust me, I'll do a whole cost breakdown for anybody curious, because I need to convey that I'm not making money on these, really, truly, but. Uh, I just want them made into the world. And then when those pre-orders go down next Friday, so eight days from now, which would, I don't know, the 14th, they're going down the 14th. About a week later, I'm putting up pre-orders for my Projects EP with my homie Brad Schmelzer. We have a project called Deleter, and we're putting up our EP's pre-orders that day. Hell yeah. Go Blade. Thanks. Um. So for those of you that listen to this and are unaware i uh i front a band called grip hook as i said in the episode zero the album is uh or the ep is done it's uh been submitted through our lord and savior distro kid uh whenever it goes up on spotify since spotify takes the longest that's when we're going to release it on every other format uh it's griphookband.bandcamp um it's just grip hook the album is called brutal yeah, it's like eight minutes long, so just, you have nothing else, you have no excuse, it's short, just fucking listen to it, that's it, that's that's me yelling at you guys. Yeah, sounds great, and when uh, any more information about the City Cop album comes out, we're glass bones, I'm so sorry, I will get used glass to it. Glass Cop. People always do that, where they're like, oh, like, crap, you're glass ones i mean i'm like oh listen y'all you don't think i do that you don't think i'm here to i'm doing that i'm like calling it city cop my girlfriend's correcting me you know what i'm saying like <laughs> hey shout out to live yeah live is definitely uh I, yeah, I need live to to remind me of things live is a very nice person <laughs> shout out live yeah, yeah lives great shout out, you know i need a shout out live so yeah hey all right sure. All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up properly. Uh, right. Max, thanks for being on the uh, the old Bebop. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I always feel like an idiot saying this stuff, but no one asked me to do it, so I'm doing it anyway. Uh, so, uh, Boils and Ghouls, next week we have uh, John Brennan, who does all the music for The Last Drive-In. He's going to be our guest He's going to talk to us about his career, how he's uh, worked with Troma, his current career or his current gig, you know, um, doing all the stuff with Joe Bob Briggs. We're going to just punish this dude with questions about <laughs> shit that he Love does not want to answer. Uh, it'll it'll be cool. So uh, you'll you'll see that one next and we'll be going from there. Bye, everybody. Uh, love you. Don't let the bed eat you. <laughs>